Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB, where we are back for another exciting episode with a lovely guest that has been a long time coming. But before I introduce who my guest is on this episode, I do want to remind you of that housekeeping to go on to the official website, which is TrendingTopicsWithBBPodcast.com. There you will find all links to social media, the link to our merch that helped support this podcast, as well as the latest and greatest episodes for you to subscribe to. And also, if you are a Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, or any platform where you're listening to this episode, please leave a favorable rating or comment. It helps this podcast be found by other listeners like yourself, and it helps me in the algorithms for those that are looking for these type of episodes. And I thank those that are leaving those reviews out there. It helps so much. All right. So my guest on this episode is, yes, you guessed it, another DJ, producer, international superstar, in my eyes, uh, Fisherman who is known as a DJ and producer from the Netherlands. And we have a lengthy conversation about the latest and greatest and what he's doing in his career and the collaborations that he recently did. So without further ado, I give you my lovely conversation with Fisherman. Well, welcome to Trending Topics with BB, which is my podcast, uh, Isaac, or Fisherman as everybody knows you. want to first start with uh, how your journey into electronic dance music started? Because I started following you when you were Fisherman and Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And now you're just Fisherman. So it's been a journey. So <laughs> uh, please start with kind of like your background and, and your love for music. Because I know with your vinyl collection, it's it's pretty exciting. <laughs> That's true. First of all, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, wh- where should I start? And, you know, this is always... Um, well, for now, I think it's 2021 already, which means 20 years already, actually. I started uh, back in 2001. Um, well, the first time that I got in touch with uh, electronic dance music was already in the 90s anyway, but because here in Holland slash Europe and everything, dance music was quite uh, uh, popular on the radio too, you know, yeah, Eurodance, uh, all kinds of things like two bottles on the fourth floor, you know, uh, this typical dance uh, stuff here from uh, Eurodance from Holland and uh, a lot of Dutch uh, producers and bands from that time too. Um, that was actually in the early slash mid uh, 90s, I would say, and later in the 90s, um, I started to listen more and more to mixes on the radio. Uh, there was, uh, I think, know if it was 538 back then already here station um, but I was I was a paper boy actually and what I did was in the 90s I just recorded of course what a lot of kids did with a cassette player I recorded like a like a, a mix um, mix show what was on the radio every weekend I think it was DJ Jean or somebody like that uh, one of the old uh, now old DJs then uh, but legends and I just always recorded uh, these mixes and uh, the day after I went uh, you know in the neighborhood where I had to bring the deliver the papers and I was just listening to the tape over and over again so that's actually how it started but that was late 90s and it only took like like two or three years until I uh, was at my actually my first little party here like a uh, rave how you could call it now um, by accident, actually, because I I, I happened to uh, had a sleepover at a friend of mine, and uh, 
he told me at some point in the, in, in the early in the night, he was like, you are supposed to, what I thought he was supposed to go just to go to the city, just to have some beers and stuff and to just, you know, teenager stuff like when you're 15. And uh, all of a sudden he was like, oh, I completely forgot, but I have to do, uh, I have to do the lights at, uh, at some local club here. He, he did this in his free time, just uh, as a hobby. Uh, he was a light jockey, or how you call this. And I was like, okay, so uh, where is this? Yeah, Perron 55. That was the club called. And I knew Perron 55 was uh, like a very underground club here for numerous kind of parties, but I'd never been there. So I just happened to be there that night and a whole new world opened for me because it was uh, called, the event was called Technosis. Um, and it was just actually nowadays early hard style. That's what it's what you could call it, or hard trends like Scott Project. That kind of early uh, records were played there by local DJs. So that's how I just got into this. Uh, you know, it's a complete new world opened for me. And I was like, wow, what is this sound? I never heard about this. You know, it's so brand new. It's so underground too. You know, it's not on the radio. And that was really new to me, like to hear stuff that was not on the radio. And yeah, after that, uh, I have to hear the, the the main guy that organized it. Um, um, he worked at a local record shop here. Uh, somebody told me, and the day after, I uh, it started for me, and I just uh, ran almost to this to this uh, record uh, shop to just to ask him, you know, what did you play there? What are those records called? What is the sound? What is the style? And he just showed me a lot of stuff there, like uh, like CDs and uh, yeah. It only took like uh, within that year I started to already buy records uh, like vinyl and uh, I think I was like 16 and I started uh, to buy records and start going to parties already and that's actually the start long story I know but I always like to uh, like to tell it because uh, also this guy is a good friend of mine this uh, the yeah Eric he's, this is his name Eric van Rijswijk and uh, and uh, actually. You have a premiere, actually, because he's going to do a guest mix as well in the 30-hour stream. So that's going to be that's quite exciting. Amazing. Yes, yes, yes. So that's actually the start. And after that, um, I was just, you know, just fooling around and just playing, you know, a lot in my own bedroom at my parents' house. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, getting to feel the music. And uh, it was only until maybe 2005 or six that I actually also started to try to make some beats or whatever you know that's I, I cannot even call it producing but because it was just more for fun and stuff um yeah just that that's how it is it took me like 20 years to come where i am right now so that's how you can say it yeah other than like hearing music that you normally weren't aware of or that it was more underground what drew you to trance specifically because everybody has their kind of moment when they become a trans fan and it's it's mm. pretty deep so what drew you yeah. to trans it, it, yeah that was that must have been like 1999 2000 and it was it was the start of the trans energy uh, and the sensation uh, time actually and inner city um yeah it was that time it was super strings it was on the radio uh, and and rank one airwave you know these tracks and you just couldn't here in holland you couldn't miss it because it was everywhere and um, but yeah, that took like two years, and then I was drawn more towards the harder sounds, you know, like the hard style, like uh, yeah, Techno Boy, Dana, Scott Project, that kind of sound. And 
because I just, for some reason, I like the trance, but at some point it was not badass enough or something. Maybe just, I was 16, you know, felt more like a rebel. Trance was more dreamy. Um, and I just wanted to go more, like like more banging stuff. And uh, so I ended up more towards the hard style. And at some point in start of you know, like mid 2002, that was also not hard enough for me anymore. And it, became also a little bit too commercial for some reason. Everything sounded the same. So then I went even to hardcore, industrial, terror, French core, um, crazy stuff, really underground uh, stuff. I still have some vinyl that, uh, from that as well. It's quite funny sometimes with the uh, random sexy vinyl pick when, when these vinyl uh, get, uh, get picked. Um, and that was actually till, yeah, what, what, till 2005, I think, because then it was Marcus who came. I got, I got completely for some reason. I don't even know how I, how I found out about his sound or about Marcus because before that I didn't even know about Marcus Schultz. Uh, but it was 2005 that I heard this uh, Miami, uh, what it called Harbor Selections, uh, 2004. This compilation, which was yeah. a really Miami kind of sound really mellow i mean it's it's so mellow if you compare it with the recent uh, marcus schultz stuff that i was but it was so good it was just such a refreshing sound that i just uh, that that got me back into trance for sure 100 and the funny story is that the first time that i saw marcus actually perform i was super looking forward to it you know and he played that i think he was supposed to play here at the trans energy 2007 i think in so Utrecht or somewhere else, and I was so much looking forward to that to hear that style that I was, you know, that I knew from him, and he banged it out like crazy. It was the first time that I heard it, and he was just somewhere in the middle of the night and just banging it out with stuff that I just I didn't I didn't know that to expect that, you know. So it was quite uh, interesting because I was really expecting this Miami sound, but. It's completely different. So I, it really took me like a like a year to get used to this more banging sound too, and then it was I was just sold after that, of course. Did you know then that you wanted to be part of the Cold Harbor family, or did was that yeah, longer? Yeah. Longer? No, no, it was it was it was later on. I would say, yeah, definitely. I was a big fan of the label because uh, it was definitely a dream to uh, at some point to you know do something with them. You know, it always. I kept it in my mind, of course, but uh, that would be, yeah, super massive to uh, to to belong to such a team like that and such a, especially back then in 2007 and later on, there was such a, you know, now if you look at it back, then such a legendary uh, releases they had. Um, yeah, Cold Harbor since then and also nowadays, they really have really strong releases uh, and yeah. They are called legendary for a reason, uh, in my opinion. And uh, but it was, I, I think, uh, only until, yeah, like like I started with producing uh, around uh, 2010, more the trends uh, producing, and slowly I started to focus more on you know on that specific sound to trying <laughs> to uh, right to achieve it. And. Like I said, like I, I knew you when you were with Hawkins. So when did that collaboration and then kind of lead you to the Cold Harbor fam happen? I know you were friends, right? And just yeah, kinda... exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 
Yeah, we were good friends. Uh, also, from we, we met through partying always uh, here at uh, this also this local club where I already went since two thousand one. Still that same club, and which is actually for a lot of people that live in Venlo here, which is a small city, um, and all the villages around it. It was that was the only club that we had here um, that played cool music because obviously we had like the city was just the pubs and the bars and they all played the radio music what is popular at the moment, but it was that club, which was, you know, everything happened there, like techno to uh, art style to electro. And yeah, we, we, we met through uh, for 155 uh, a couple times and uh, yeah, it was, oh yeah, we, we had this unexpected back to back. That's how we always uh, call it, but it was, it was true. We were supposed to pay, play both. And then uh, something happened there that we had to play back to back and it was so much fun and we had the same same kind of humor so we just clicked you know it was just a really good chemistry there and uh, yeah after that we just met up even more you know at, uh, at each other's places and just hanging out and just uh, yeah it was then we just started to create some uh, some things together just for fun actually and uh, to come also more to come up with a more professional plan also we really wanted to achieve certain goals so we put down what we wanted to achieve in a year from now you know so more thinking also more professionally about what we wanted to do uh, within a certain amount of time yeah and i asked why you're no longer together yeah <laughs> sure well it is nothing personal actually i just felt like it was a time for for a new uh, for a new new thing in my, in my life actually for the for a musical career but because i had a lot of fun with uh, with rob also with touring but to be a new coming DJ uh, duo in the trance, it's just, it's not, it's not easy. Um, you have very successful artists, you know, like that are duos like Cosmic Gate or WW or, but, you know, Cosmic Gate have already been there since the, you know, since the nineties, you know, so they have been there forever already. And they just made a name throughout those 10, 15 years, 20 years uh, at that moment. And WW, they just, yeah. It was like a machine they, these guys they were so driven and so uh, they just made the right choices and sometimes it was not easy to uh, to see how to get there at the, at, uh, at the same stage even though that we had uh, we had a really good buzz going i would say especially in uh, 2014 15 and even 16 also where uh, it was a really good year um but I don't know, for some reason, 17, 2017 felt a little bit like uh, it was an off year. And it just really felt to me, um, yeah, I just, it was just time for something new, I think. That's how it felt. And it was a, quite a tough decision. It, it took me like a year to, to uh, finally uh, decide uh, to, you know, that I just wanted to uh, continue on my own. So uh, there's nothing personal. We are still really good friends. He's also going to come here also again uh, on the 27th nice so but but he also the thing is that rob really you know i always told him like in this scene in this uh, industry you need to go for a thousand percent you know for one thousand percent you need to go for it for for this dream for this goal and not for uh, not for less almost you know because it's, it's really hard work and uh, it needs to be the only thing you want to do and uh, yeah, you need to be 
on the same page together then, especially if you do, you know, and uh, it's, yeah, it was not always like that. And uh, for certain reasons, you know, it was nothing, uh, we didn't have uh, like uh, arguments or whatever, but just, yeah, the thing with duos, you, you need to be on the same page. And yeah, sometimes I would just, like I said, wasn't. And so that's why I decided to, uh, maybe it's better just to, uh, to try it on my own. Also because I'm such a control freak and if I'm on my own, I'm working for my own, you know, and then it's just, uh, I don't have to push anybody, you know, to do this or just do more your best for this or so, you know, I'm, I'm my own boss. And if I, if something, if I don't manage to get something done and it's my own fault, I, I'm the only one to blame. And I, I just felt like maybe that's, that's what I need instead of, you know, also all the time taking care of somebody else. And, uh, and about That's it. yeah, when that happened, was that about the time that you and Nefra met and like decided back to backs for a thing and became the yeah. duo you are? Maybe. Well, Nicole and I we, we already met before that. Actually, it was uh, yeah, like the first time that we met was actually during the Apache release party that we did in uh, yeah twenty thirteen and. So we already knew each other since since then, and um, but yeah, definitely like the the back to backs uh, that we do very occasionally. We don't want to do it too often because it uh, it takes away the you know the how do you say this? Like the we don't we, we don't want it to become a normal thing, you know. Right. So, uh, um, but there's definitely a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, yeah. And and what's it been like, you know, producing together from that, you know, because yeah. you've had some really great releases in the last few years that everybody loves in the trend scene. So what has it been kind of putting your styles together to create? Yeah, it's, it's a, of course, it's a lot of fun, too. Uh, I wish we could do this even more often uh, because, you know, we, we, we work basically from the same spots here in the house, you know, upstairs, downstairs, whatever, you know, where, wherever you want to work. So, but, you know, we're so busy with so many things like for our own things and also helping out each other, you know, with certain things like social media or, uh, you know, with all kinds of things. That's also what we like. We have the same passion. We are, we are driven the same way. Um, yeah. So, but sometimes it, because of all these side things, um, it's it's such a, which can be very busy, uh, then it's almost a shame that we don't have much more time to just really be in the studio and make even more collapse. You know, we wish that we would be, uh, yeah, we would have more time for that too, but it's not always easy. You know, that's why we want to do like one or two, two collapse that should be possible in a year. And uh, that's also what we uh, are still working on for uh, also for this year, of course. And, uh, and at the moment, you know, we are busy with so many things. Uh, like, uh, yeah, like for, for example, artist albums, we're both thinking about that right now, also working on stuff. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think Nifra mentioned on her episode about her artist album. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about Twitch because you guys have blown up on Twitch and mm -hmm. it's amazing. Um, and I know you did a 24 hour stream. Was it November now? I, I don't December. December. December yeah. <laughs> and then you're getting ready to do a 30 hour for your birthday celebration coming up. Yeah. 
in a I'm already of- getting tired of thinking about this. <laughs> but what what has Twitch because never talked about how Twitch has been great for her. What what do you, do you agree that like the the love that you get on Twitch and just the ability to do these shows and and even I mean you've played so much vinyl and I love that like vinyl is still a thing that we can do mm. in 2020 and 2021. So mm. talk about your your experience on Twitch and how it's been for you. It's, I think it's uh, the best thing that could uh, happen to us. 100%. You know, it was, we were so lucky to find out about it. Uh, we heard already, even before Corona, you know, we heard already about Twitch and uh, we saw Ruben posting about it every now and then. And uh, it was always something that was like somewhere on our radar, but we just, again, time was the issue, you know, and we just didn't know how it worked, you know, we knew that we had to dive into it, uh, which which takes time. And back then we were just, you know, especially Nicole was touring and stuff. And um, yeah, it was not easy to uh, to dive into it because this is something we knew that we need to take time for it to just really understand how this works um, and probably also uh, invest, uh, which means, for example, we before that, oh, we didn't even have our own gear at home. You know, so we didn't, we never played at home because we don't, we didn't have to, you know, we were just touring, we had the gear somewhere else in the club. So we just had the vinyl here and one turntable player, you know, that's what we had. Uh, just to sometimes occasionally just put on a record just for fun and just to, you know, when we had some friends over just to uh, relax and just to enjoy these old records. This was almost like how it was always. And, you know, when this, this pandemic hit and the two, the, yeah, the, the, all the, the, the shows that were still uh, lined up and planned that they started to, you know, cancel every now and, now and then and uh, at some point everything, it was quite a shock. Uh, and uh, yeah, we were really happy to find out about this. Uh, so we just straight away dove into it and uh, we put everything on everything to just make it work, you know. And uh, I think we were really, our luck was that we were quite on time, you know, uh, so we straight away at the start, we could build a quite quickly, like a really good fan base there as well, with new uh, new fans, even also that we, before, yeah, that you really didn't have like a, either a connection with or that they were not really fans yet. And thanks to Twitch, we definitely uh, gained a lot of new fans. We grew a really nice community and uh, was, yeah, we were still, still now, we are still surprised by, uh, you know, and we still are sometimes really speechless and uh, by everything that is going on with uh, <laughs> with this platform and yeah i mean it's it's you can see it you know uh, it's for many of the especially trans djs because i don't see any other shars uh, <laughs> uh, the djs playing uh, on, on twitch that much but yeah it's, it's definitely uh, it helped a lot with you know everything i mean I'm not talking only about financially, but it also helped to just keep your mind, uh, you know, keep this positive mind um, to stay connected with your fans, to uh, have content, for example, uh, to promote your new music. Twitch has been, for many things, just really and really perfect outcome, you know, to at least to not to not do nothing because that was our biggest fear to. That it, we didn't we didn't know by, back then that it would take a year already now and probably even longer 
and we were just thinking at the start this is going to be for three months and then but even then we knew even if it's just for three months this is the perfect time to dive into this um because you never know if you can also use it afterwards and yeah i talked also a couple of times uh, with dave uh, dave dresden and uh, also about this yeah this this part you know and he's definitely also on the same page uh, that uh, this would definitely stay after you know when the touring comes back and stuff that this is definitely something to it, which will be really useful you know to either promote your music to sell tickets for your events where you're gonna play you know so this is it's it's you can see it like a like an act like an uh, another social media platform you know just like tw uh, twitter is or instagram but even more powerful because this is where you can just reach out to your fans a couple times a week and yeah i mean i have i don't have the the, the amount of uh, viewers that uh, nifra has for example or not even definitely not what dave dresden has but you know i'm super happy with the uh, with the reach and the good thing is that you can really see that the people are really appreciating it uh, whatever you do and uh, i try to be uh, to stay also you know, interesting enough, you know, to, by doing all kinds of things and not just all the time, just like sets, I want to do something different. Um, yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. It's also a lot of work, you know, especially the preparing for long sets. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, what else can we do? You know, it's right. a lot, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, you also have Airwalk, right? You, you're the head mm -hmm. of Airwalk and those festivals. So, do you see a possibility of live streaming at a future airwalk when that comes back? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. Twitch yeah. to like bring the world yeah. together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. This is something that we also before uh, Corona that we were already um, we had already a, con a certain concept uh, which was connect was part of airwalk, um, but that also involved uh, streaming, just a little bit like uh, Circle is doing. You know, okay. you know, Circle. Yeah. That's also what I wanted to do with uh, with trans, and that's still in the you know on on the shelf right now for whenever it's uh, it's, it's uh, possible again uh, for in, in the future when we can go to places and uh, with some crowd too. Um, but definitely, I think I had recently a very interesting conversation also with uh, uh, yeah the the head of uh, the CEO of of Grandsworth, the club where I usually do the the airwalks. And uh, he was very interested in, in my already expertise of the, the streaming uh, part, you know, of, of doing uh, events and stuff, because uh, they are definitely going to do something like that, whether it's, I'm not sure if they're going to do this on Twitch, but they definitely are thinking about uh, how can they also offer something like if they show an event, how can they also make it uh, virtual uh, for people that, for example, live in the States that they can also enjoy it and just visit the event and just by, you know, by watching it online. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something that I think a lot of promoters and clubs uh, are thinking about right now. How can we interpret this also in, uh, yeah, in the future to, you know, to have, to have to more people to give the opportunity to also, yeah, to experience something from the event. It is definitely a, it's an interesting development right now. Yeah. Do you think, well, this is my opinion, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, but do you think 
the the changes of sets that you've been doing in terms of whether you do final or you do uh, back to back with Nifra or you guys celebrate your birthdays like you are and doing long ones. Do you think the chain has really brought out the love of music for yourself as well as those of us that are watching from all? Yeah, world? yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, we, we often talk about this year as well that uh, because of long sets, because of uh, yeah, that we you just want to build it up. You know, I always love progressive. You know, and especially the guy J kind of progressive and mm -hmm. tune that deep. Um, but you know, with a long set, like if I do just a, just a twelve hour set, then you just build it up from that, and you just I even close out with the uh, uplifting. You know, I don't play all the uplifting because I. You know, it's it's just not really my thing, but there is definitely a lot of productions lately that I definitely enjoy to play. You know, like Will Atkinson kind of stuff sometimes, or Daxon. you know, even Daxon is even also kind of almost uplifting these days. Yeah. You know, and that's that's yeah, definitely it's more uh, it's more um, it's more fun to play uh, to play all kinds of things um, and. Yeah, the vinyl, the vinyl sets is just uh, something else, and uh, that's something you know. We had, uh, I think, before all this, we had like eight hundred, something like eight hundred vinyl or something, and uh, yeah, like I said, we just played it only like one record here before the pandemic, uh, just like for fun and just like, oh, remember this record? Oh yeah, it was oh, I remember it was such a good time when this one came out, and and it's yeah. now completely different. We we went from having no gear to finally have our own gear everything like good turntables like uh, you know pro professional gear and we can finally play all these things so it's a lot of fun also collecting is, uh, is so much fun again uh, just to 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 hunt down you know these these these, these finals again and to add to the collection this is it's so much fun absolutely and sometimes it's just we play so many of these tunes already that you know i never was so active playing these tunes so uh, these vinyls so it's we're already at, uh, we have to buy more and more <laughs> so fast already just to, just yeah. to last yeah. But it, it's a good problem to have though. I mean, I love that there's been like this new, well, not new, but it's like vinyl's cool again kind of feeling yeah. across music in general. And like yeah. the cool thing I think is the fact that you guys have been doing these sets on Twitch because not just you, but there's some other DJs doing it as well. And I know mm. Carl Cox has been doing it every Sunday. He does, and he has mm. a massive collection. Mm. And so I yeah. think with, when you guys were all touring, it was, you know, you didn't carry vinyl with you. So it's cool that like, yeah, we can see, you know, you know, from home, you know, so you, yeah, yeah, you have your collection, just we have it right there, you know, so it's just uh, whatever, whatever I do, if I know I have to play one hour vinyl in certain block, I know one hour vinyl that is 10 records. So, it's just uh, we put everything down into our system, you know. Also, uh, we, yeah, we put in, in a certain folder. We put all the, the tracks that we have, and just based on that, we just select whatever we want to play and check if it fits well together. And just that's it. And it's just a lot of fun to just uh, to and organize it and to just uh, play it and to to just also just you know I already play vinyl since two thousand one, but you know I played it until maybe. And bought records maybe until 2006 or seven, and that's it. After that, I didn't really mix that often anymore. So, but within this year, I just completely 
got back into it so much that it's just so much fun. And you just it's it's something that you once you know how to do it, you never you always know how to do it, but you just you know, whenever you get the feeling back, that's such a good feeling. That's that's crazy. And it's so much fun. And isn't it I, I think I half a year ago, I think I also tweeted one one time like uh, whenever uh, this pandemic is over i want to tour the world with vinyl you know because yeah. it's so much fun so uh, yeah I, I that's definitely something that i want to do at least you know for special occasions again you know that yeah. that that you know promoters can if they want maybe also book me for a for a vinyl set for a trans classic set i don't care you know it's just it's so much fun i know some djs don't want to do classic set you know because it makes them old uh maybe but I don't give I don't give anything about that. It's just it's you know it's for special occasions. It would be a lot of fun, and uh, it's all for the love of music. And I like to do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Like I, I do want to touch a little bit more on your upcoming streams. So when this goes out, people will either tune in or see clips from it or want to mm. tune into the next one. So I know you have you said earlier that you have some guest mix mixes happening. Um, mm -hmm. after doing the first 24 hour stream, do, are you doing, approaching it a little bit different coming up? Cause I mean, it's endurance that you have to have to stay up with all of us yeah, all is. over the world. Like I it will is. admit, I will admit I couldn't stay awake the whole time, the first time. So <laughs> it's, it's yeah. one of those. And I, you know, and I love just tuning in, but how are you approaching this new one coming up? Because I'm seeing more and more people on Twitch doing longer and longer sets, like 12 hours is nothing to a lot of people now. Like, yeah, I know uh, Doc Brown, a friend of mine who's been on the podcast, he does 12 hours every Sunday. So it's mm -hmm. like the 24 hour or longer is like yeah. endurance. So talk about it's like how you're- 12 hours. I think the tw last time that I did 12 hours in January was like, uh, because I want to do one time, once per two months, I want to do an extended, which is like, you know, longer than 12 hours. And then in the other month after that, in between, I want to do a 12 hour set. And but the last time the 12 hours felt also was quite heavy because I didn't have the, I didn't take the chair with me, which I had with the 24 hours, which was a really good tip from Ruben. He told me this, uh, to do this, you know, to have a bar seat. Um, and on the 12 hour set, I, I thought I didn't need it, but the last, I think the last five hours I had insane pain in my left heel from my foot and I just get, couldn't get rid of it. Uh, like it like it was a needle in my heel or something all the time. It was really not a nice feeling from standing. He's just standing there and it's just, it is way too long. And, uh, but the 24 hours, yeah. Once again, I was super happy about this tip from uh, Ruben with the Barsi because that really saved me to just, I tried to, you know, at least after every hour of standing, I try to sit for, for a little bit, you know, even if it's just in half an hour. So like half, you know, like six, five tracks, um, which was some, not always easy, especially not when I was doing a back to back or something like that. You just, yeah, it's it, this chair was also sometimes in the way, you know, it's, it's not easy, but it definitely saved me. But I think I was like 12 hours in and I had this, this moment that I realized like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm only halfway. I'm only halfway. And that was such a weird moment because it was just the moment that I uh, was, was playing the back-to-back -back with, uh, with Nicole. And I was supposed to enjoy it, but it was a big part of it that I was just, 
I was I wasn't sure what I was doing. I was like, what am I even doing? So this is this is ridiculous. And I really needed to get back into it for some reason. It was I need to have a different mindset. And it took me like one or two hours, maybe even three hours. And then I just it faded and I was just completely into it again. I was just I it was just a an in-between moment, you know, something really weird was going on. And, and uh, but after that it was so much fun and um, at some point, uh, Nicole was even, she went to bed and uh, she told me that uh, the day after, she told me like, yeah, I was, I was sleeping. And then uh, I woke up and I was, I, I, I checked and it was still one hour to go before you, you had to end. And I was like, oh, I feel so sorry for him, you know, and she came down and I was playing the bongos uh, during the, <laughs> so, so super active, you know, and that's also because I had a good friend of mine who was here also who really, pulled me through it, you know, and uh, he was also having a lot of fun. He was listening on his headphones all the time and just taking care of me also a little bit. He was just giving me some some bites and some drinks, you know. So I think that's also quite important that you have people around you that will just, you know, that, that you forget about time at some point. It's just a little, it's fun to do. And that's that's how you also, that's, why, that's how I also uh, wanted to approach the next one, the next extent, which is, you know, on the 27, I wanted to do it a little bit different because I had these crazy goals last time with the levels. So when I reached that, I was like, okay, so now I have to come up with a really good system for this, uh, for the 30 hour stream. So that's, that's why I came up with these gas mixes too, you know, because I think it is in between. I just need to, I need to just eat a little bit, you know, and, and just maybe lay for, even if it's just 20 minutes, just to, because you're just sitting on the bar seat or you're standing and your back just needs to also rest a little bit. And it's, and it's also a lot of fun to do some gas mixes. Too. Right. Some I friends over. Yeah. yeah, I think that's cool. But yeah, it seemed tiring at some point. Like, oh, yes, yes. it's and like, did you get any kind of like delirium where you're like, I don't. Am I in my where? Yeah, I, that, I think I think that that was the twelve-hour moment. Okay. You know, that it was like it was like around nine to, in between nine and ten till twelve or one, and it was yeah. After that, I knew that I still had to go on for seven hours, and but it was it was different. It felt better, but before that, it was just such a weird. Uh, like it, I was in such a weird state, and I didn't even drink. It was only until five o'clock, which was like only three hours to go that the, the first bottle of champagne was opened uh, by a, a good friend of mine. <laughs> I promised myself that I wouldn't drink during the set uh, because, uh, you know, you also get like in a certain state when you're drinking. And I, did, I just didn't, usually I don't care when I have uh, shoulder streams, you know, I just drink a beer or have some, uh, you know, some some wine that's also nice with, uh, with streaming. <laughs> but for that, I just I just wanted to try to be, to stay sober for as long as possible, just to stay fresh and to, because it was really, I had a job to do, you know, and it really felt like that. And I was also the days before that, I was not looking forward to do it because I just knew that it would be, it would be painful, you know, but at, at, at the end, it was just, it was just, I just needed to do it. I just needed to feel how it felt to the others that also already did it. And just afterwards, I just was really happy, of course that I did it but uh, yeah 30 hours is something else though but just I need just need to stay away for 30 hours that's it yeah but <laughs> yeah well why 30 hours and why not another 24 hours is it because 
Um, it was because of these these uh, these levels that I did okay. the crazy five the five levels that was yeah kind of like a hype train you know that was how it was uh, built a little bit so yeah that's I, it's my own fault <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it, people are gonna get used to you doing these long sets every yeah I know then. I know I know yeah and that's why sometimes when I have to do like just a one hour gas mix or something feels like uh, what, what is this. Uh, <laughs> I can only select 15 tracks. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like yesterday for Luminosity, like. Yeah. Well, they asked me, like, you know, hey, we want you to uh, to do a guest mix uh, on our channel. Uh, so I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, so okay, so it will be uh, one hour set. And when do you want to start? I was like, one hour set. I can also do two, three, even if you want. Three, really? Oh, okay. So yeah, they really liked that, and they didn't know that, you know, that. That I would even pitch it myself uh, to play even longer. So yeah, I think you know the the thing is that if you have one hour set, it's just like I said, it is like with vinyl set and one hour set. It's only ten records because these tracks are like ten minutes long uh, from back in the day. But yeah, with the new trends right now, the four minute tracks, five minutes, it's just it's like fifteen maybe. Um, but you know, you, you cannot really, in an hour, you cannot do, really do much. You cannot really build, you know, you cannot go on a, on, a, on a journey. So it should be at least two hours, in my opinion. That's it, just, especially for streams, it just uh, makes more sense, in my opinion. Awesome. Well, before I let you go, I want to talk about, do you have anything exciting other than the 30 hours? Uh, any tracks coming out soon mm. or anything yeah. that you can talk yeah. about that maybe when people hear this, they'll... Definitely look up to support you on Beatport or wherever you release. Yeah. Well, I have this. Uh, I just finished a remix for Mark Sixma, and uh, yeah, that one is also uh, I think scheduled now for. Ooh, I don't know if it's even still for this month at the end somewhere, or if it's gonna be for March. I think it's gonna be for March. That's what they. Uh, yeah, that's what they think. Uh, what they told me. Uh, Apache 2.0 is also uh, coming at the start of April somewhere. Exactly. Finally, Yay. after such a long time, because uh, yeah, I've been playing it already for so long, and uh, of course, also the back-to-back -back at ASOT 950. Uh, yeah. Um, so that one is also finally coming, and I have also one vocal track with Lachi also coming up, and that one is uh, actually coming in May. So. The next couple, uh, three months are going to be uh, bang. Was that one of the IDs you played yesterday, maybe? Oh, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, looking forward, I'm looking forward to that. So, well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode and talking to me. I know our schedules have to align from across the world, but I appreciate you doing this. And uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, for those listening, definitely... Uh, you're available at Fisherman OFC pretty much everywhere on social media, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so all those links will be in the episode description for everybody. And again, thank you, Isaac, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me.